This week's episode of I Was a Teenage Film Snob is not brought to you by the Infinity Stones. As a teenage film snob, I'm James Chalmers, your friendly neighbourhood film snob. And after a couple of weeks away from our current topic, we're back. We uh, we broke it up with some uh, some international guests and some focus on music. But today, I have another doomsday bringer to talk about the apocalypse. Uh, so uh, I, I just run out of ways to introduce you at this point. <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm getting like, I don't know what it is. My interest is getting smaller and smaller. Um, but that laugh should be pretty familiar. She's been on countless episodes, but it's been a little while since she's done a solo show. So please welcome back my wife. It's Tina. Hello. Well, You're talking very quietly. I guess I'm like aware that Zoe's asleep, even though she can't hear us from where we are. No, that's right. I'm yeah. also quite tired. Like, yeah. so, um, that bodes well for this week's episode. <laughs> Um, how are you? Yeah, no, you know, doing well. Um, back at work now and... Loving it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I knew. Yeah. Talking about the end of the world. Yes. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, yeah, I haven't been haven't been too bad. You know, got to enjoy some sunshine today, which was nice. Mm. I'm trying Before to... the world ended. Mm, yes. I'm trying to think the last time you were on the show, aside from episode 50... Mm. And I think, wasn't it like it the in, the shows that everybody should watch, the movies that everybody should watch? So that was episode. Before, 50, that was episode oh 50. yes, yep. Um, but the last time we were on solo, it would have been the nineties. Yes, it was nineties. And I think it's probably been at least ten episodes since you've been on. So that's like a couple of months. Yeah, it's been a while. Show. We have such a large rotating roster now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it is good. That's awesome. <laughs> like it's good because then I don't have to do it. <laughs> Um, it's going to be interesting this one because I think this list was the first one we were like, oh, I'm struggling a bit. Yeah, this one was hard. It was hard mm. to do this one. Um, mainly because, like, I just don't watch that many apocalypse films. So I was very loose with the with the phrasing. And one of the things that I sort of mentioned to you beforehand was, like, I'm looking through a list of all these apocalypse films and I'm like, I've seen that. I don't remember it. Mm. It feels like it was... I'd watched it once, like, 15 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so a lot of them I was like, I've seen that, but I can't remember what happens. I've seen that, but I can't remember what happens, so I can't really talk about it. Mm. Um, but I'm happy with the list that I've created. It's not ranked. It's oh, just okay. a list. It's um, it's very interesting. that We did keep the definition of apocalypse loose for this one. Yeah. Because I've what I've learned since start, and the reason why there's been so many kind of non-apocalypse episodes is because this is the first topic where people are like, eh, count me out. Like, mm. And not because they don't want to do the show, they're just like, oh, that's a bit too niche for them. Like a lot of people have found that they don't really have. Which is so funny because when I was looking at like lists of apocalypse movies, I was mm. like, oh, that isn't very niche. niche. Because yeah. it can cover, it covers alien invasion, it covers zombie attacks, mm-hmm. it covers like, the world is going to explode because of global warming or mm. a meteor. It covers like 
Um, the world, like, people have just been at each other's throats, so it covers war movies. Yeah. Like, it kind of covers actually quite a bit. Yeah, if you want to keep it as loose as we have especially because, yeah, yeah like, some people might be like, like, you know, for example, in my list, I list the Avengers movies and people are like, hmm, maybe, maybe people might not consider them apocalypse films or, like, Cabin in the Woods, which is a horror film, but at the end the world does technically end. Yeah. But you got to wait for the last two minutes for it to be in a popular yeah. film. So it's interesting, like, spoilers for a 10-year-old movie. Well, um, like, most people would obviously think, like, Independence Day um, and Armageddon. Get it, yeah. yeah, like anything right. that Roland Emmerich has directed. Mm. So, like, 2012, mm. um, Day After Tomorrow, which I actually really like, Day After Tomorrow. Um, yes. Yeah. Is that the Tom Cruise? No. No, that's the that's one the with... Keanu Reeves? Nope, no. it's uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Emmy Rossum and Dennis Quaid. It's the big storm one, so, like, everything freezes overnight. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen that. We watched that in science class. Oh, did you? Yeah, and they're like, this could happen. And I was like, <laughs> when I was 16, I'm like, yeah, yeah it could. And now I'm yeah. looking back, I'm like, yes, I guess it could happen technically, but not the way that Roland Emmerich has chosen to yeah. present it. Like, that's like watching Geostorm or being like, this could happen. Um, that's one where... The weather is um, controlled by satellites, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but um, it sounds very silly. So, and see, that's the thing. Like, I remember watching I Am Legend, mm-hmm. and I think unpopular unpopular opinion. I think I liked it, and most people don't. I haven't seen it since or we watched it. Um, they didn't like the CGI. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I am. Um, I haven't watched it since you and I watched it. And that would yeah. have been when it came out in the video store, because I remember we rented it from Blockbuster when we were mm. dating. Um, but it was on Nick Owen's top five list. Yeah. And, like, um, again, like, I've only seen that once. I remember we went and saw the Keanu Reeves one in cinemas and you fell asleep. Yeah, that was um, during a time where I was working a lot of late shifts. I think I was working at McDonald's at the time. Mm. Um, and we would go to the movies and I kept falling asleep. And, like, wasn't a commentary on the film. Like, we, I fell asleep during good movies. I fell asleep during that. I fell asleep during District 9. I fell asleep during... Um, yeah, there was, like, a the Clone Wars movie, the animated Star yeah. Wars film, mm-hmm. and I was enjoying all of them. I was just so tired because I was also studying. So I was studying and working nights and trying to get stuff done. This is this is going to be, like, people are going to be screaming at their phones when I say this. But what's that A famous, famous alien movie where it's, like, Oh, uh, Close Encounters? Yeah. Is we, it? We, yeah, watched, we watched that, didn't we? Watched we? That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You didn't like it, I think. Oh, didn't I? I think you found it quite boring. Yes, that's right. I think I did. Yeah. Um, I think I like Close I liked Close Encounters, but it's one of those films where because it's a Spielberg film, you're like, oh, it's going to be all the, all the, you know, him showing off all the things he can do. And it's quite reserved. It's quite slow paced. It's very measured in the way it delivers its stuff. It's not like an alien invasion film like, well, District 9, for example, or, like, Independence or anything like that. It's a little bit slower. Um, but I liked it. But I would, like, it's not like my go-to. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to watch Close Encounters again. Yeah. I can't wait to watch him, like, carve the mud or whatever and make the hill. Remember how, like, Homer does the mashed potatoes? <laughs> it's, that's what it's based <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. That's right. Um, well, before we get into the, into the topic of the night, because I think it, once we get to the topic, it will move quite quickly. Yeah. Um, have you been watching anything? I know we haven't really watched much together. We watched Glass Onion. Yes, I loved that. Yeah, we're seven months behind the rest of the world, but we did find yeah. that and it was great. Yeah, it that was, was so good. That was awesome. Um, and we watched Super Mario. You hadn't seen that before. Well, I just want to talk about Glass Onion for a little okay. bit because I wasn't. Ex- I was like, because you know, you watch those movies and you go, "Oh, I bet this is going to happen. Oh, I bet that's going to happen." And actually, like, it was good that 
the things I wasn't expecting certain things. Mm. Um, and I really loved Edward Norton in it. Yeah, he's Edward great. Edward Norton was great in it. Like, I mean, we all know that, you know, um, Daniel Craig is really great in it, but Edward Norton was also really great in it as well. I would say the whole cast was great. Yeah, the whole cast was great. I um, I really like what Ryan Johnson's doing with these Knives Out films. Like, he obviously did Knives Out a few years back and then this is the sequel and then he's got another one coming out next year, I think, the third one. Mm-hmm. So um, cause he's just, that's kind of his thing now. He's like, I'm just going to make Knives Out movies. Like, they hated me for Star Wars, so I'm just going to make mystery movies. And Yeah. Two two for two for me. I think they're both great. Like, they're both Which Star Wars movies did he do? He did Last Jedi, the yeah. one that was very good. Like, was very divisive. That's the one where um, they killed Snoke. It's the one on the desert planet. It was the one with. Um, I didn't mind that one. What was the girl's name? Ray. Everyone, no, not Ray. There was the um, Kelly Marie Tran is the actress. Oh, and they had that Rose, whole segment that was put, like, let's save these aliens. Yeah, there was, was like, like the, they'll save like alien horses, and yeah. Rose fell in love with Finn. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I haven't seen it since theaters. It's actually on my list to watch this. I'm going to rewatch the film. I didn't stuff. mind that one. I didn't like that whole segment. I think my review of the film at the time, and this is back when I was particularly snobby, I was like, look, when it works, it works. But there's a lot of stuff in there I didn't care for. Uh, but that was at the time. Like, I'm really keen to see. He was drinking the green milk, wasn't it? Yeah, he was getting out of the <laughs> alien boobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, like, burnt down the, the Jedi Order and stuff mm. like that, like the temple or whatever. So, um but no, I'm keen to give that another go. But yeah, he's done some great stuff. Um, he did Brick and he did The Brothers Bloom, which I've actually never seen, but apparently it's quite good. Uh, and I'm probably missing a really obvious one as well, Ryan Johnson. Uh, Looper. He did Looper as well, which was good. Um, mm, which we've, I don't think I've seen No, we've seen it. Oh, we have? Yeah, once. It was the um, uh, Who is Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis time travel oh, movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, we only watched yeah, it yeah. once. Mm. I think Paul Dano was in it as well, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um but yeah, so anyway, long story short, we watched Glass Onion, which was good. Yeah, yeah. it was really fun. Um, and the Super Mario movie. Yes, you, oh, I love that. That was so good. As someone who doesn't, who didn't play Super Mario games growing up, yeah, and like, um, has I have played them in my adult life, Since but not like, yeah, 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 that's right. But um, you know, I don't know the law of it. I don't know the. The, the what the characters' names are mm. and all that sort of stuff like that. Like I've learnt bits and pieces. I've learnt well, shy guy, and I've learnt um, Goombas, and I've learnt um, Bert Bashful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope this is the sequel. Yeah, um, but like they had, you know made, they I mean? had like, Baby I Mario in that movie. So. I didn't even know that Bowser was like head of the. Cooper Troopers. Yeah, I had no idea. I, I had. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, you've um, only played. You've played none of the classic games, really. Like, no, I just played Party, really. Mario Party. Mario you played. Party. Um, oh no, we played that side-scrolling one on the Wii U. Remember those Super Mario Wii U? Yeah. The, you played a bit of that. Um, and like Yoshi's World. Yeah, but you haven't played heaps of. No, I don't play heaps. Yeah, um, neither do I anymore. And so it was so good. Yeah. I loved it so much. It was so – I didn't realise because this, this was the thing. This is gonna, again, people are going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I didn't realise that there were, like, plumbers from the real world. Yeah. Like, I was, like, so when it started in Queens, I was like, um, what? Like, it didn't, it didn't make any – that didn't make any sense to me. Brooklyn, and it just yeah. never – sorry, Brooklyn. Just because they're going to be screaming never, at their phones. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 
She said queens are hidden. And it never occurred to me, like, in the game, why these humans were interacting with all of these little mushrooms and mm. things like that. It just, I just never put two and two together. Well, I remember when I saw it and I came back and I told you, um, as I was telling you about, I was like, look, you'll, you'll let me know when you see it for yourself, but I think you'll actually like Toad in this movie because you don't like Toad as a character in the games. No, I don't. You've always found him very obnoxious yes, and annoying. I but I thought they actually did, did a good job with that character. Maybe yeah, I think of... they did. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I wouldn't say he was my favourite. He definitely wasn't mm. my favourite. You've got a Toad tattoo now, so. <laughs> oh, really? People will believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, he wasn't my favourite, but he definitely wasn't, like, obnoxious. He was. Quite likeable. He was quite likeable. But what I what I actually probably enjoyed more was when they were going through, like, the little toad kingdom, the mushroom mm, kingdom. Go through the pipes and stuff? Um, no, no, no. When they were, like, walking through mm. and toads, like, showing Mario around and just all the little, like, back background stuff yeah. of, like, the toads picking up the coins and interacting with each other and, like, their little village and stuff like that. That's what I thought was cute. That's what I... Mm. That's what I liked. Well, I remember when I reviewed it, I didn't review it on the podcast, but I did like a little video on Instagram. And I was like, if you're a fan of these games, like if you've been playing as long as I have, and I'm in no way an expert, like I've been playing forever, but the stuff that I don't know about the games, there's a reference in every frame. Like not even mm. every scene, like every frame there's a reference to something. Like I was trying not to do it when we were watching together because I wanted you to enjoy it. But like, um, you know, when they go underground, so they're still in Brooklyn, but they go underground to try and stop the, the flood or whatever. Mm. The level two, the the underground music is playing. But oh, it's, was it's, it? It's slowed down. And then when they're going down the ladder, it says like one, like level one dash two because yeah. it's, um, you know, it's the level of, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. also the second level in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's like so many little bits and pieces. Like um, there's like a vintage store where they're buying antique power-ups like yeah. um, in the Toad Village and stuff like that. Um, there's so many little cool things. I loved um, also there's a bit of a horror element to it. So, like, when mm. Luigi lands, like, in the, the Shadowlands yeah. or whatever, like, you've got Dry Bones, who is kind of a you know, dopey character in the games. you like, he's terrifying. He's terrifying in yeah. that. And they had the Shy Guys, but they also had the Shy Guy who has, like, the bullet mask. I was mm. like, oh, my God, like, this is crazy. Um so we watched those two together. Did you watch anything else? Like maybe we didn't watch together. I think there's only two movies we've watched together recently because we haven't watched a lot of movies together in a while. So. No, we haven't. No, I haven't watched any other movies. Um, I've been watching just in the background while I've been like doing some art and stuff like that. I've been watching the Bridgerton Queen Charlotte. How's that? Um, yeah, it's fine. It's like, um. Yeah, it's it's it's. Int- I find it really interesting because I really like the whole story of like King George and how like he was mad, as people said, and all this kind of stuff like that. And obviously, like this is a fictionalized version of it, so you have to just kind of remember. Oh, hang on a second! Like this didn't this didn't actually happen. It's real. It's like real, real based on a real person, but like. You know the the plot lines aren't what happened and everything. And yeah, it's fine. I don't think it's as good as the original Bridgerton, the first Bridgerton. Um, but like, it's yeah, it's fine. Like, I haven't really. It hasn't really gripped me mm. or anything. 
And you mentioned your art. Um, we obviously will obviously plug more at the end. But do you want to talk about what you've been doing? And yeah, like... so I've been doing some um, some pattern design work to sell on Spoonflower. It's called um, Boom Diddy Boom Designs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really like bright, happy, colourful, um, very sort of like reminiscent of Memphis style, eighty style, but that very sort of like modern Melbourne kind of bright, happy style as well. So And it's fabric. And it's fabric. Well, you can buy it as fabric. You can buy it as wallpaper as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I've been getting into doing some design work basically. Yes. This is my little plug, this yeah. little pitch. I threw it up on, on Instagram, like I guess the day that like you had a logo and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think, and I, actually a couple of my followers did go and follow you. Yeah, they have, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if she reached out, but she's lovely. Like I've, just, like, I've spoken to her like back and forth. Um. She's from America, like she's big into horror and stuff. So she'll message me, like, oh, yeah. I love this episode you're talking about. And I was like, oh, thanks so much. <laughs> um, but she messaged me, she's like, I'm going to follow your wife right now. I was like, oh, cool. Like, oh, cool. like <laughs> yeah. nice. Um, I think she might be friends with Michael, who's been on the show before. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's I've... followed, he's followed Boom Diddy Boom. Oh, did he? Yeah, oh, absolutely. awesome. That's nice. Um, yeah, he's a big fan of you, even though, like, <laughs> even though you've never spoken to him. Like, we were talking, um, actually, the night we were watching Mario, like, he was going to see Taylor Swift. And I was like, my wife has questions about Taylor Swift. You were like laughing from the background. It's like your wife sounds nice. I was mm. like, I was like, she she is. Most of the time. <laughs> all the, all time. the time. Thank you very much. I meant to like rib you on this show. Like that's the, the dynamic we're gonna have. I give heat Um, I guess the next movie we'll probably watch is Barbie. Oh my god, I can't wait for mm. Barbie. It's, it's gonna be so good. It's reviewing well. It's, yeah. not, it's not reviewing as well as Oppenheimer, but I also like. The Nolan fans are going to come out and give that a, a high score anyway. Yeah, that's right. But uh, maybe we'll go see that one and get my wisdom teeth out because um, – Oppenheimer? No, um, Barbie. Before or after? Well, not the same day, but I'll have to, like, take time off to recover. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I won't be able to gotcha, do much gotcha, except gotcha. for watch the screen anyway. So maybe yeah. we can get I was some. like, yeah, I don't – I'm like, I want to go, like, doped up on Valium. Let's, yeah, exactly. Let That's what I was going to say. No, no, no. I meant, like, no, I'll be in no condition to watch anything that day. Yeah. It'll just be, like, community reruns or something. But, um, yeah, I'll probably have to, to get out a week to recover, so maybe we'll go to the movies and someone can look after Zoe. Yeah. Barbie or something. Just this is the admin portion of the show <laughs> where I plan my movie schedule. Um, I have to get Oppenheimer tickets as well. Um, I've been going to see everything with Josh lately, but I don't know if he wants to see a three-hour Adam Bomb film, I'm not sure. Well, I know who does. Nick Owen? Yep. He's already his tickets booked to go see with someone else. So. Oh. Oh, no, that's not a, that's not a slam. I, <laughs> I invited him because he goes, I want to see it a second time. Are you going after August 12th? I was like, why am I waiting a month? No, I'm <laughs> going to go see it sooner than that. So, uh, anyway, that's the extended part of the, ad, the yeah. admin part of the show. Um, so, getting to the topic at hand, we're going to talk about apocalypse films, end of mm-hmm. the world, all the doomsday sort of stuff. Um, what's... Uh, What's your history with those sorts of films? Is that something that you, you know, previously talked ah, about? Ah, so I've got a very important point to make about this. Make an important point. Go for I it. I really am not keen on these types of movies. Interesting. I'm not. I think that's the reason why I also struggled with this this topic is because this is this is I've said this before when we watched. I think it was Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I love Man of Steel. It's so good. Who is responsible for cleaning up all that mess? Well, Marvel were very clever about it. It took them until Spider-Man Homecoming, but then they introduced the Department of Damage Control, which was, like, run by Tony Stark. So yeah. I, was like, that's not, I know that's not Man of Steel. I know it's not DC. Like, stop yelling at your, your phones. 
Um, mm. So they kind of were like, oh, well, Tony Stark is a billionaire, so he has funded a whole government branch to clean up after the mess the yeah. Avengers caused. Because this is the thing, because I go, in my real life, I have to clean up after a toddler, which is like cleaning up after the apocalypse. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, no joke. Like, I, it's like what we do, and if anyone is a parent listening, they'll understand, but if you're not, what you do is you're like, which room can we endure the mess the most? Because that's where she's going to go where we clean up the rest of the mess. So, like, she, she, she makes a mess, and then you go, cool, while I'm cleaning up that mess... She is distracted by making another mess. Yeah, she can make a mess in her room or we clean It's like that meme of the person sweeping the sea. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, What's interesting as well, uh, this is another Marvel film. Um, I won't spoil it because you haven't seen it yet, but um, Across the Spider-Verse, I don't know if you remember much of Into the Spider-Verse. I I don't know how many times you've watched that one. Mm, Once. Oh, really? Yeah. I've seen it like six times, Um, including with Zoe. Um, but at the end, there's like the whole like there's the big particle collider, which is what yeah. brought everyone in, and explodes and like levels like a huge part of the city. Mm. In Across the Spider Verse, which is a film that was made like five years later, they're still cleaning it up. Like they actually mm. built it into the story, so there's like a big canvas mm. and like there's a big like the the whole site. And they did that actually. To be fair, they did that with the um, DC films as well, because then in Batman v Superman and Justice League, there is like a whole section of the city which is like tented off, and so like, the ship crashed. And it's like a, it's a kind of a being taken care of by the city and stuff. Yeah. So they did actually play into that, but, mm. um, but the other the other point that I have to make is that I always find these movies quite depressing as yes. well because if it's an environmental disaster, it makes you feel with be filled with such an existential helplessness mm. that you go, well, fuck, like that's <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Like climate change is real, and we're experiencing like that right now, and so like, what the fuck is going to happen in twenty years' time when we're all dead? We'll all be dead. Great, fantastic. And it's... when it's an alien invasion, one, you're just like, well, what would I do in that instance? I'd probably just fucking shoot myself. So yeah. great, that's fucking depressing, isn't mm. it? So like a zombie apocalypse, one, you're like, well, what would I do? I wouldn't be able to outrun them, so I'll just fucking kill myself. Why not? Most... I mean, look, you know, obviously. We don't know what real zombies would be like, but most of them tend to be quite slow moving. Yeah, but like with these modern zombie movies, they're all really fast and they're all really vicious. That's like, true. like that's the thing. Like the, the zombie movie has changed; it's evolved from "They're coming to get you, Barbara." That is a great I mean? reference. It's it's changed. You just like that. got so much credit on this <laughs> show. <you>. Like any <laughs> any horror fans will like she referenced the original nineteen sixty eight Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, sorry, Night Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> I almost got in trouble then. Mm. Um, they'll be very impressed by that. Um, although I remember we watched that movie and you're like, if we're going to watch the next one, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Just take that cred yeah. back. Um, it's but it's changed from that. Mm. You know, those are the really slow, Walking uh, Dead is still slow kind zombies. of thing. And they're dumb zombies. They're brain dead zombies. Mm. And then you've got, I know they're not zombies. I know they're vampires. But then you've got 30 Days of Night, which are like fucking. Oh, that's brutal. That's like. That's like rip you to sh- that's 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 terrifying. Those are nasty vampires. Do you know what I mean? Like the worst one. And so like we've it's evolved, it's changed. Like from people don't want slow moving brain dead zombies anymore. Well as I said, like people w- want dead like, like rip you to years. shreds mm. like vicious yeah like mm. spitting through fences and clawing at you and you know, a swarm of them fighting it like rats over a carcass yeah 
It's interesting. And that's, I don't like that. Because when that's, I t- that's scary. Yeah, like when I talked to Maddie, her outlook was very different. She was like, you know what, like the idea of the apocalypse and kind of nature coming back is actually, is actually quite peaceful. And she was, I think, referring to more of like a quiet place, which you haven't seen. Although I think you would really like a quiet place. Mm. Um, like there's some moments where they're but like it's not scary. It's more um, suspenseful and stuff like yeah. that. Um, so like, or like, you know, kind of Planet of the Apes, like those modern ones where like, I don't even, I know you've listened to the first one. It's like nature slowly comes back. I was, I was, while researching this, I thought of Rise of the Planet of the Apes and everything. Mm. And I was watching the trailer and it was making me so sad because of the apes, because of the animals, and because of Caesar. Mm. And I was just like, oh, my God. I, like, I, could, I could not finish the trailer. Interesting. I could not finish the trailer. Oh, and this wow. is a movie that I've seen before. Yeah. And I'm like, but I've had no interest post, post that one. Oh, that's so good. Because I'm just like I'm just, I don't want to see like animals hurt. And, yeah, sure. And people mistreating animals because even though the animal's smart, like and so like that's the thing. The animal then gets revenge and mm. and all that sort of stuff like that. And like I remember like we've seen Godzilla and I remember really liking Godzilla. Really? Yes. But I don't remember anything that's happened in it. Yeah. Like I cannot tell you. Other than I think the opening few scenes where it's Brian Cranston is Brian Cranston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Cranston was like leaving his house. Yeah, that's all I remember. Oh, it's, I didn't. I didn't know that you liked that one because I've watched. I think all I thought of, I liked it. I, I I can't remember. I know I know we both really liked Kong Skull Island. Oh yeah. Um, but that's of that franchise. That's the only one I really do like. I've watched mm. all of them, but the Godzilla. I don't know what it is about the Godzilla films. I just. I can't get emotionally invested in them. Mm. And I don't know whether it's because because Kong is obviously CGI as well, so I don't think it's the CGI thing. I just think that Kong has more personality. Like Godzilla's just like... This is going to sound like a weird question, mm. but do you reckon it's because Kong is a a mammal, warm I do think it is that. Like closer to our species, whereas Godzilla is a cold-blooded lizard more further from the concept of reality. I think that's part of it, but I think the other thing is the Godzilla films are played very seriously. Mm. They're like, especially the American ones. Like the Japanese ones aren't actually. Like the most recent Japanese one I think was called Shin Godzilla. Godzilla and it's very um, tongue-in-cheek. It's very much a commentary on like government and like how how much red tape you have to get through to like get anything done and like if mm. there wasn't a red tape, Godzilla wouldn't take over Japan. So, like, yeah. So that that was quite tongue in cheek and fun, but the American ones are so serious and they have to treat it like, you know, almost as serious as like those the DC movies. Mm. Like, you know, it's a very serious one. But Godzilla, um, um, Kong Skull Island, you got John C. Riley. He's like wacky and he's like this drunk pirate or whatever. Like, mm. there's a lot more fun involved. And even though it is, you know, dark and scary, like Samuel L. Jackson burning down the jungle to stop Kong is mm. terrifying. Mm. But at the same time, there's a lot. There's a bit more fun. There's a bit more humanity into it. Um, as opposed to those Godzilla ones. But I think the the lizard cold-blooded thing may be part of it, but I just think whoever's making these Godzilla ones, they're taking it too seriously. Yeah. Um, it's like at the end of the day, it's about a giant lizard that steps on buildings. Like yeah. it doesn't need to be, you know, we're not looking for Academy Awards here. Mm-hmm. Like we're not looking for the most impressive performances, just have fun with it. Um, although that being said, then they did Godzilla vs. Kong, which was sillier, and I still couldn't get into it. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Maybe Godzilla's just not my guy. Maybe he's not. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I'll keep watching them. Like, they're doing another Godzilla Kong film. I'll check it out again. Um, I thought I was going to love that Godzilla Kong film. Like, they brought Mecha Godzilla in. There's like a three way fight. I was like, this should have been awesome before. I just could not. I don't know. I just didn't care about the people involved, ultimately. Yeah. That's the thing. The human story in the Godzilla films are always quite boring. Mm. It's me getting very real in the show. Norman, but I think, that's, I think that's the thing that I really struggle with enjoying about apocalypse films is mm. I don't. I don't love the aspect of anxiety mm. of running, like gathering your family up and getting into the car and holding your child in your arms as you're running mm. away from these buildings that are collapsing and all these people are like that whole concept and mm. visual is so anxiety inducing for me. Yeah. I'm just like, I will just watch a happy movie. Yeah. Why put myself through that? Yeah. Why put myself through two and a half hours of seeing how the world is going to end mm. when I could just enjoy Mean Girls? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I've been trying I mean? to get to watch Mean Girls the last couple of years. I'm like, hey, Mean Girls is on the show. Yeah. Um, well, like, and here's my next, and I've been talking about this on the show a little bit. I haven't, don't think I've asked everyone, or maybe I haven't. The listeners like, oh, my God, stop. We did kind of go through something very close to a, an apocalypse, to an end of the world scenario a few years ago. Like, we had a global pandemic and, the world stopped. Well, contagion. Yeah. Like, the world stopped. Like, it shut down, mm-hmm. like, to the point where, like, nature did start coming back. Yeah. They were saying, like, the air in the seas was the cleanest that it had been in years. Well, see, uh, that's you... the thing. I think post-COVID, people don't want to watch apocalypse movies anymore. I think people need a reprieve from that heaviness, mm. you know. But we, sorry, you continue your thoughts. I was just, I was just thinking, like, there was an element to it where I was like, okay, like, obviously, you know, and again, like, I'm not trying to trivialize what happened. Like, obviously, what happened um, and continues to happen was, is, is scary and, and painful. A lot of people suffered at it, but there were some niceties to it as well, or some comforts. Like, you know, we had a child during, during that event and we got to actually spend time as a family together, which was quite nice. You went out and there wasn't traffic on the roads and, like, it was quite quiet out there. It was quite peaceful. Like, yeah, there was some frustrating elements. Of course, there were some frustrating parts as well. But I don't know. I felt like I was like, okay, well, if this is what, you know, the apocalyptic norm looks like, well, we can make this work. Like, it's not <laughs> – do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying – I like, suppose it depends on what the threat is. Like, demons aren't coming up from hell. Like, there aren't volcanoes sprouting out. Like, yeah. the, there's not giant cracks in the earth. And it was a disease that, you know, obviously it was very harmful. Um, but thankfully, you know – Unlike in the movies, they got to the cure pretty quickly, like, mm-hmm. you know, before, you know, so I don't know. Um, I don't, again, I'm not trying to trivialise. I just find it interesting that, you know, b- before, you know, four years ago, um, you know, we were all like apocalypse films, you know, and like kind of like, you know, what would happen? We'll never know. And that's something quite, you know, crazy did shape the world and kind mm-hmm. of gave, did give us a bit of a taste of our own mortality and kind of the future of the world stuff. I, I was like, well, we did survive it. Like, you know, we did get through it and mm-hmm. like... Um, and there's a lot to be learned. And um, yeah, Maddie and I were talking about it a little bit. We're like, you know, there was that kind of peacefulness of like, oh, yeah, like nature's, you know, there's a bit, you know, not like the, not, not that nature's gone, yeah. but like, you know, it did feel like, you know, things were coming back. Like, yeah, the air was getting clean, that there was, you know, you see images of the city and the city was empty. And that's, you know, what you'd see in like zombie mm. films and stuff like that. I was like, this mm. is very interesting. Um, I guess there was never a point to it. I was just talking about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like 28 days. 20 days later. 28 days later, mm. and the guy's just walking around London. Killian Murphy. Oppenheimer's Killian Murphy. Oh, is that yeah. Killian Murphy? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know. 
Um, they just announced actually the third 28 movie is coming out. Oh, really? So it was meant to be 28 days, 28 months. No, 28 days, 28 weeks, 28 months. Mm. It's been so long, Danny, Danny Boyle's like, 28 years later is coming. <laughs> yeah. That's not even a joke, but that's yeah. the next one is called 28 years later. Mm. I'm like, cool. Yeah. I'll go and see it because that first one's great. That second one is not quite as good as the first one, but it's got Imogen Poots and Robert Carlyle, so I like that. Um, so I will go see 28 years later. That one's fast zombies, isn't it? They're not really zombies. Like they're, It's like a rage virus, but like ostensibly, yeah. yes, zombies. Um, we've seen those. Yeah, we have, and I think I was scared. Well, I remember <laughs> I remember, I got really annoyed at you. Mm-hmm. We started watching 28 Days Later together, and then I had to go to work. This is back before when we were still dating. I was like, hey, like, we'll finish it up when we get home. And, like, I came back and, like, yeah, I watched both of them. I was like, but we're going to watch it. Yeah, you, like, finished no. it and I watched the same. I was like, oh, we're going to watch them together. I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, fine, whatever. Like, um, like as if you, like, shouldn't have entertained I yourself while I was working. Maybe I wasn't scared of them then. Um, I think there was, like, an element of it to, to them that freaked you out. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you you were scared. But I you, think I've become a lot more sensitive um, to zombie movies and horror movies and stuff like that. Yeah, like um, your journey. In the past few years. Your journey. Like well, I haven't gotten braver. I've gotten more scared of them. Well, your journey through horror has been weird because when we first met, I don't know if we talked about this show before, but like we both lied to each other. Like you always lie when you meet people and you say no. Like no, it wasn't a lie. It was I said I like horror movies, but I didn't know to what extent that. Yeah communicated in your brain because for me it was like yeah I've like, seen so, Harry Potter I've seen it yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean like I've seen mild horror movies and you're like oh so she likes you know like the hills have eyes so my go-to those I think those are the first ones I ever showed you and like but you did finish that movie it did eventually two weeks in a row so the first week we got to the part where the grandma was getting her heart eaten out of her chest and you're like I'm done yeah. tonight and then a week later we finished it um, I rewatched that recently, and I'm like, "Yeah, that was still a pretty full on one for someone who's not into horror." Like, yeah. Um, and then um, I think what really broke you was either the trailer for Last Exorcism, which is a film, yeah. um, or when we went to a Nightmare on Elm yes. Street. Yeah, those both are, of those because yeah. the trailer was before the movie. No, the trailer was before was Resident Evil. Three. Oh, and the start of Resident Evil 3 is really fucking no, scary. No, Resident Evil 4 because some of the Japanese. The start of that was really fucking scary. That was so, oh, my God, even just now, oh, my God, that was so scary. Is it the Tokyo Crossing? And yeah. then, like, they uh-huh. just start, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't describe it anymore, please, because <laughs> it lives on the peripherals of my memory and I do not need to unlock that memory right now. Um. And I just, yeah, it just, it, it absolutely broke me. And then after that, I'm like, sunshine daisies, please. Yeah. Well, that things that are happy. Every now and then you'll, you'll go in for a horror one. Like I remember, I don't think it was last, I think it was the year before. I was like, look, it's October. Like let's watch some horror films for Halloween. Just like a couple. And I was like, I'll curate a pile for you. Yeah. I'll, I'll pull I loved, um, I loved, um. Final Girls? No, what's the, I did like Final Girls, but what was the. Freaky? No, what was the um the black and white one that was the Marvel one? Oh, that that wasn't that that wasn't during that time, but Werewolf by Night. Yes, I loved Werewolf yeah. by Night. No, the year before we did Final Girls, we did Freaky and we did Scream Four. Mm. Um, and I think Scream Four was the most frustrating one for you because you're like, don't do the stupid thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm fine with horror movies when it's a psycho killer. That's yeah, yeah, fine. absolutely. I'm not fine with horror movies where it's um. No children, no mirrors, no ghosts. Yeah, no water. No water. Yeah, if there's a water monster, 
like um, in Spider Man. No, no water. No, no, no. It's death in water. Yeah, no, I was being like silly. drownings and stuff like that. No, I was being silly. Um, so definitely not ghost ship because that's children, ghosts, and water. Oh Jesus Christ! No, <laughs> absolutely not. Can we? All right, let's let's move on from this topic because I'm starting to picture things in my head. Why and did we like talk it. about horror? Because you fucking always go to that. Oh no, that's you why. mentioned no because you mentioned Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. Yeah, I mentioned Twenty Eight Days Later. We're uh, talking about zombie apocalypse. And movies. I yeah, and I said you weren't scared of those movies, and then um we talked about what you were scared of. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, well, let's get into your insight. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, I just I just like watching horror films. I want to watch them with you. Mm. So I have to just pull the list that's suitable for you. All right. Enough horror. Should we jump into your apocalypse list? We, yeah, absolutely. You're like, finally, the topic. I'm like, yeah, I know. We had to do some pre No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm talking to the audience now. All right. So um, my first one is my favorite one out of all of them. So oh, well, what? do you want to save that to last then? Do you want to like. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe I won't. Maybe I won't mention that one right now. Maybe I'll that's why. That yeah. Do you want to like? Okay. Like it doesn't have to be like Lisa. I know you said you want to do an order, but I'd say the one you feel like you can talk about the most. Let's save that to yeah. Okay. One. All right. No worries. All right. So then I'll start. I'll start with this one. Mm-hmm. This is one that I've only seen once, mm-hmm. and I've seen it a long time ago. Okay. But, um, when I was reminded of it, I was like, oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. It's mm. really funny. It's the watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember the watch? I do remember the yeah. watch. Yeah. So Ben Stiller, Richard Awadi, Jonah Hill, and Vince Vaughn. Yes. Yeah. And um, I feel like this was only a couple of years after Tropic Thunder maybe because Tropic Thunder was like a big return for Ben Stiller. And then I think a couple of years later he did the watch. I feel like Tropic Thunder was a long. 2009? Yeah, think I think Tropic Thunder was 2009. Isn't... I think the watch is like 2012. Yeah, for a couple of years later. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the f- it feels like it was a longer gap. Uh, maybe it's probably from this 2007, which um, would make it a five-year gap. Yeah. But either way, um, like really funny. Really, yeah. really funny. Um, so from my memory, and you'll have to, you'll have to vouch for this as well, mm-hmm. um, they're like a neighbourhood watch basically. Yeah. But they just kind of like fuck around. Yeah. Yeah, like they don't really have much to do. I haven't seen it since cinemas either. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, Joni Hill's very like brash and he like is very. Yeah, he's like, he he's, wants to be, he wanted to be a police officer and he couldn't get in. And I feel like he's, he's, he's like aggressive. smashing tail lights with his, his flashlight. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then they come across some aliens. I can't remember. How like? I think there's weird stuff going on. Like they start right. noticing things. People start acting weird. I yeah, it's been a long time. So it's been 15 years since we've watched this one. Oh my I, god, really? Well, yeah, tw- 2000. No, so, sorry, no, 2012. It's been 11 years. Um, Still a long time. Tropic Thunder was 2008. Yeah. Um, so it's been a while since I've watched that one. But yeah, um, I don't remember too much. I remember obviously the, the twist of who is the alien um, in the. Oh, group. I don't remember that. Oh. It's Richard Ayoade. Yeah, that's right. Like and like looking back, I don't know why I was surprised. I'm like, clearly he's the only <laughs> one with a British accent. He's the only one who's already kind of like an alien, just yeah, the way he right. operates. Um, yeah, I don't remember too much else, but I do remember they go like into someone's house at one point, and there's like an orgy scene, and like the Lonely Island are there. Like they're in the- <laughs> <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot that. Yeah, because I remember looking up. I'm like, oh, like 
Andy, Kevin, Yorma in this? I can't wait to see them. And it's like in this one scene for like 30 seconds. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I've not seen The Watch in so long, so I'm struggling. That's about all I remember of that yeah. movie. But I remember liking it. And they it. had like this orb that they used to like blow up a cow. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you know what? They found alien tech in, they worked, either they worked in or they went to like a Bunnings type mega store to get yeah. tools to fight the aliens and they came across the orb. And they're using it to blow things up. Yeah, that's what I remember. Again, I could be entirely wrong, but that's what I remember. Um, they went to like a like it was like a big mega store to fuel up on like their weaponry yeah, to take down yeah, the aliens. Right. Yeah. But I tell you what, the aliens are bloody scary. I can't remember. They're not just like I googled them before. They're not just like fun, happy go. Like lucky. Oh, that's a cute alien. Like they're fucking terrifying. Like that's the alien. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like really like like aggressive looking and everything. Um Yeah. So no, I like that. Yeah, and like the really sort of like skeletal body sort of thing. Um very rem- like in my mind very reminiscent of Alien. Like the movie Alien. I would go more like a, it looks like a it looks like a really – I'm trying to think of the best way to do it. It feels a little bit species. It feels a little bit men in black, like Edgar. It feels Edgar. a little bit um, prawns. Yes, um, that's yeah. what was in my third one, like District 9. Yeah, District 9. Um, right. Yeah, District 9, Species, and uh, and Edgar from Men in Black. Yeah. That's what it kind of feels like. Um I, I don't really have much else to say on the film because it's just been so long. I don't remember yeah, anything about it. Yeah, it's been it. a really, really long time. Um, but yeah, so I thought that would be a good one because I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. Mm. Well, I'll tell you this: no one has mentioned that movie on this podcast yet. So fifty-seven episodes in, yeah, it's the first time coming up. <laughs> so go. maybe the last time as well. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, Everybody's probably forgotten about this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, haven't, I hadn't forgotten about. I was, I was thinking about it the other day. I don't know why. It looks oh, like, really? Yeah, something prompted me to think about it, but um. Yeah, it's it's kind of one that I think kind of flew under the radar. Just kind of came and went, and like didn't wasn't a huge release, so it didn't like. I'm sure it's got a cult following. I'm sure there's yeah. a bunch of people out there who love it. But yeah, that is a great start. But I just don't have anything to say about it. No, unfortunately. that's all right. Um, my next one uh, now. So this one isn't necessarily apocalypse. Mm-hmm. It's dystopian future. Well, that's okay. That's so, okay. So that means know. the apocalypse is coming on. Yeah, but I don't think an actual apocalypse happened. I yeah. think it was just kind of like like shit went down. Yeah. And that is The Hunger Games. Nice one. Yeah. So The um, first one? The first one. I'm going to go with the first one. I'm going to go with the original. The one um, where Peter is a rock? Yes, the one where Peter is a rock. That's exactly right. Um, I, I was a huge fan of books. Mm-hmm. I haven't... I think I've only read them all once, though. Yep. Um, but I did really, really love them. Um, and so I was really excited when the movie came out. I liked the first movie the best. I didn't, wasn't too keen on the other two. There's four, it's four movies in total. Oh, yes, that's right, because Mockingjay's in two parts. I My favourite is Catching Fire. Yeah. I really like Catching Fire. You had Jeffrey Wright in there. I don't know if he was in the first one or not, um, but he was um, – do you remember the robot from 
Westworld, and he's also Alfred. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, He's also yeah. Gordon mm-hmm. in the Batman and stuff like that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I like that one quite a bit. I like the whole idea of the clock and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it's the first one, the one that says, and they're like, tracker jackers, is that the, 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 the wasps uh, that like... No, I think that's the second one. Mm, interesting. I think. I remember really disliking how the last one ended. Because I hadn't read Yeah. The, but I, it'd be interesting to see if I like it now. You, you didn't like that. Yeah, so spoilers, because like, the whole idea is that, oh, what's her sister's Katniss. name? Katniss. Uh, Primrose. Primrose dies. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and it felt so cheap and like a way, like I was like, this is like a cheap cop out. And it feels like, you know, they built all this up and the sacrifice was for nothing. But I wonder whether now I'll like that ending. So I'm like, oh, that's ballsy. Mm. Um, but at the time, I was like, mm. I think it's like just a commentary on like war. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if you save someone five minutes later or yeah. not five minutes later. Obviously, it was, you know, years Three later. Three movies later. Um, but like, you know, ultimately that person could die again anyway mm. um and like the whole process of of what she did in the meantime like yes Katniss you know volunteered as tribute and everything but then everything that had happened in the interim to then lead up to Mockingjay and Primrose dying and everything like you know she started a movement so it's not just a case of like Primrose dying for nothing but at the same time it's like really frustrating that you like the whole reason that all of this started was to save primrose mm. and then primrose then dies um but yeah so i i, I put the hunger games because i really really loved um the book mm-hmm. i think the book is better than the movie but i do really i did really really enjoy the movie as well the way that they sort of like um fashioned the capital mm. and everything was really interesting. Um, I just thought, like, it was a really, I just thought it was a really um, accurate representation of the book and what the book was trying to communicate, which was mm. really good. You know how, like, you obviously get, like, movies that are based off books and, like, they can diverge quite a bit and everything. I feel like this was a really, like, um True to story representation. Mm. Mm. It's really, yeah, it's a really good commentary on like the class system and stuff. Oh, absolutely! Like and this is the flick that really launched Jennifer Lawrence yes, into the stratosphere. Right. Like she'd done stuff beforehand, but this was the first one. Then she kind of became the queen of franchises. She just started doing yeah all sorts of stuff. Hey, where do you sit on Josh Hutcherson in this film? He's, I think, I think the problem. He's the poor man's Tom Holland. That's what I'm going to say. No, I think the problem is, is that Peter is not a very interesting character. Mm. Peter is in the book by definition, like the weakling. Yeah. He's not like, he's not like the big tough guy from like districts one or two or anything like that. He's just like, I'm just a baker. All Mm. I want to do is like cook my food and, and yet I have to, like, kill kill mm. other kids and all this kind of stuff like that. So because he's a bit more of a, a shy, weaker kind of character, mm. there isn't much to sort of, like, I don't know, like he's, he's, he, just, he just kind of plods. He's like a Samwise Gamgee. 
Mm. He just kind of plods along. Or like along. the kid, the kid in Game of Thrones who literally bakes bread for yes. Arya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I felt like the character didn't have a personality. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's the character in the book or whether that's just the actor. Like no, because there's a whole list, like a lot of like distance between Katniss and Peter, mm. um, in the book, like to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, like a romance begins to flourish and all that sort of stuff like that as well. It's a, it's a strong cast. Like yeah. Stanley Tucci, who I can watch any day of the week. Yeah, like, he's brilliant. brilliant. Um, where's Bentley, who's the guy with the weird facial hair? Like, oh, yeah. Um, obviously Donald Sutherland is yeah. Snow. Um, Elizabeth Banks. I, I, I Elizabeth Banks is so good in it. I, I haven't watched Elizabeth Banks anything in a while. I've kind of, like, got mixed feelings on... I don't know, like, I just, she's not doing much for me lately. Oh, really? So, I thought she was good. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying mm. Hunger Games like, yeah, specifically. Yeah, but other stuff. I do remember her being kind of like the comedic, um, kind of, the, I'm trying to think of the word. But she's, she's like the She's a comic relief. That's what that's yeah. the word of comic And it's not, not, she's not actually that funny. Yeah. But you need to have some, like, yeah, you need to have some lightness. You mm. need to have some brevity in the movie. Um, I had forgotten that Lenny Kravitz was in it and, um, and Jack Quaid, who I really like. Oh. Who does Lenny Kravitz play? He's the guy who's like, um, like he kind of like gives them the pep talk before they go out. And oh stuff. yeah! I think he's the fashion designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot that. Um, and I want to ask because I know you have very mixed mixed feelings on this actor, mm. Woody Harrelson. I think he's really good in it. I agree. I think he's like actually pretty much perfect casting for that character. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. Look, I like him in that, but the, I actually like him quite a few things. But then I always think of like when he plays his own twin brother in that magic movie, like Now You See Me, whatever it is. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, that was that was not so great. Yeah. Um, where um, have you seen Battle Royale? Which is the Jap- It's a Japanese film. It's very no. So I know, obviously, like Battle Royale. I know of Battle Royale, mm. Battle Royale, and I know of the. The beef between Hunger Games and Battle Royale as well, um, but no, I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's beef. I remember when this came out, I'm like, oh, it's Battle Royale. I was definitely one. I was like, oh, it's just Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. Like, did, and um, Suzanne Collins was like, I haven't heard of that. Like, she yeah. just didn't. Even it was just a coincidence, which just goes to show, like, no idea is 100 yeah, percent unique. That's exactly um, right. Battle Royale is great. It's very, it's like, it's very similar, but like, it's more brutal, and it's like basically the idea is. Japan has become so overpopulated that they'll just send like a class to this island each year and to control population they just kill each other. Yeah. Um but it's got um Gogo from Kill Bill in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah, good movie. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, it's great. It's mm. good stuff. Um but Hunger Games is a really good pick. Um I don't think anyone's talked about Hunger Games yet on the mm. show either, so two for two. Mm. What is next go. on your apocalypse now, list? The next one on my apocalypse list um is a really interesting one for me. Mm-hmm. Because even though it is well renowned for being a fantastic movie, mm. it is, and I really, really enjoyed it when I watched it. It is a very different movie from anything that I've seen before. Okay. So that's Mad Max Fury Road. This is on my list as yeah. well. So, and the reason I say it's so different is because there's like not really any plot. Yeah, this is what I was talking about as There's, well. like, no plots. There's no dialogue, really. Yeah, like, no, certainly not from the titular character. Yeah. He just grunts half And it's kind of, like, just, like, a series of events. Mm-hmm. A series of sh- shots. 
I think like when I, we watched it originally, I went out like, well, they could have filled that movie there and back again. Like, yeah, that's basically like they drive one way and like, oh, we've got to go back now, and they turn back. Like that is the. Well, again, this is the movie I've only seen once, mm-hmm. and I don't remember a lot of it because a lot of it is the same. Yeah, it's just people um, driving through the desert. Yes, uh, it's gorgeous. But I do remember the guy on the drums. <laughs> you mean the guy on the guitar? I thought it was a massive, wasn't there like a massive drum kit as well? There might be. I watched it recently. I can't remember. I want to say recently, like the last couple of years. But the most, I think the most visually striking is the most thing they the guy on the guitar. He's yeah. like on the bungee cords yeah, playing yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But it, there I, might I, be, I think that's what I'm thinking. I think, about. There, I think there are some war drums. I think they're like mm. playing like this. Yeah, but that's the big thing. Is yeah, it's in front of a wall thing. of speakers. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. It's in front of the wall of speakers and everything. Um, but so, so go over the, the premise again. So basically, like this version of Mad Max, and I don't, I don't think it's a sequel. I think it's like a reimagining. I think mm. it's like George Miller made those three movies back in the eighties and nineties, but this was kind of like, well, this is what I wanted to make the whole time. I just didn't have the ability to do it. And basically, like the world is kind of over. People are living in like tribes and like clans and stuff like that mm. um, across this kind of the world is a desert now, and like the biggest commodity is like fuel. And water. Yeah. Like you need fuel to go and get the water and bring it back to, yeah. to that sort of thing. Um, and a, a Morton Joe, who is the um the big villain, he like kind of has slaves and stuff like that and uses them to kind of like go out and find fuel and water. Mm. And he kind of takes women and makes them his wives so he can mm. like keep his bloodline going. Um and Max is a prisoner and they want to go out because I think I can't remember why they want to go out. Oh, no, what happens is Charlize Theron's character, Furiosa, mm. takes the daughter wives and um, to, to liberate them. So she kidnaps yeah. she kidnaps them, but actually to get them away. And then a Morton Joe's like, right, we have to go. And he brings his whole army of, like, cars and trucks after yeah. her. She gets to, like, the end of the desert um, and finds what they're looking for isn't there. So then she's like, right, we'll just go back. Um, so how do you get to the end of the desert? Well, not the end of the desert, but, like, the last civilization they're aware of. Oh, yeah. I think they're meant to be, like, witches or whatever. All I remember is Megan Gale is, like, hanging on a pole naked, like, yeah. in the sun and, like, winds blowing her around. Yeah. Um, and whatever they're looking for isn't there. So it's, And I think all the wives end up dying as well. Like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Max is kind of hardly in it. And they're doing an origin story now of Furiosa, but it's not going to be Charlie Theron. It's going to be Anya Taylor-Joy, which I'm – cool with because yeah. she's great mm. um but yeah so that's kind of it like they're trying to get away and get back mm. um and keep him out of out of the the place so they can kind of liberate the city if i remember correctly yeah um but there's some cool stuff like the guy who plays a morton joe the villain was toe cutter in the original man max he was yeah. the, the villain against matt and we watched that as well yeah i remember but again i've only seen that once and it was a long time ago yeah i remember with the first mad max film I'm like yeah like he doesn't really get mad until like 80 minutes into the movie yeah. and so like 90 years old. i'd be like you know slightly agitated max yeah, is probably yeah, a yeah. better a better name for that one but um the thing that i love about mad max fury road and i think what most people kind of go in for is it's not the story the story isn't important mm. and that's something that, that film really taught me because until that point i was like story 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 like it must have a great yeah, story that's right. and it's like oh no like it's everything in that movie is real mm. like there's almost no cgi the cgi really is just to erase stunt harness like, and stuff yeah, like that yeah, that's right but all the stunts are real like all the vehicles are real like, everything was built um and just kind of this incredible feat. And it's 
gorgeous. Yeah, it's like, very visually just like amazing. For a film that's set in the desert mm. and is 90% brown, yeah. it looks incredible. And, and just black and white makeup pretty yeah. much. Yeah. It looks fantastic. And like what they do with the costumes, what they do with makeup mm. um, is fantastic. And so that's why I say it's a really interesting film for me because, yeah, like you said, like it's – I'm so obsessed with story, 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 and it has to have a good story and everything. And this has got like, like I said, like it's it's pretty much no plot. It's just like these, you're just watching these events happen yeah. basically in almost silence and nothing but music. Yeah. And the same music because hmm. um, it always cuts to that guitar guy yeah. and those and those jungle drums. Um but it's still, like, really entertaining and really, like, amazing to watch. And, you know, when he's strapped to the front of the car and he's got the grill on his face and everything, mm. like, that's really intense. And you got Nicholas Holt in there as well? He's like, oh. one, he's, like, one of the guys who, like, he's, like, sprays the chrome in his mouth. And oh, like, yeah. What a lovely day. He's that yeah, guy, yeah. 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 I, yeah. Feel like I, I feel like there was a part, I think this is when Charlize Theron is taking the girls mm. and she's, like, Burying them over onto her car or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Um, but um, but yeah, like I think if there's ever like whenever people think apocalypse, other than you know Independence Day and Armageddon and stuff like that, I think Mad Max is pretty pretty high up on the list. I would say it's like the new standards. Like yeah. I think that's that's the first movie I always think of when I think of like end of the world now. Like oh, is it? Yeah, that's the first one I think of. Like. If you mentioned dystopian kind of post-apocalypse, like that's that's where I go. I'm like, yep, like Mad Max Fury Road, and it's one of those films where it's a film you have to watch. And like, obviously, as a film fan, I'm like, no, no, every film you should be paying attention and watching, but you can't listen to Mad Max Fury no. Road. Like, you can't you, have it on in the background. Like, you know, I don't have to watch in between as I can listen to in between. So I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, those jokes still make me laugh. Well, I'm you know, if I'm cooking dinner or whatever. Yeah. But I can't do that with Fury Road. I have to like watch all of it. Yeah, yeah otherwise that's right, you're gonna exactly. miss all the important stuff and all the best parts of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very visual. It's a visual feast. It certainly is. <laughs> it's a feast for the senses. Yes. Um, um. So my next one, um, is a combo. It's a duo duo combo. Um, and I'm pretty sure this is was on your list as well. I think um, I know where you're going with this. It's yeah. Avengers, Endgame, and Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, they were yeah. both on my – Yeah. They were my number ones. So. Yeah. Well, this isn't my one, number ones. Um, but, I mean, like, you can't get more apocalyptic than Thanos trying to – and succeeding to, like, wiping out – is it a third or a quarter? It's half of – It's half. All existence. All existence. Like, not just yeah. Earth. Like not just Earth. The universe. All existence. Yeah. Half of it. Yeah. And I was looking at, like, Marvel movies, and I know a lot of Marvel movies are um, end of the world, sort of like, you know, especially the, Especially down. the Thor ones. Especially the Thor ones. Yeah. And I know, like, the DC ones are as well. Like, I know Zack Snyder's um, Justice, Justice League. League. Um, and I didn't put it in my list because I was like, I couldn't remember. I know I, I know I preferred the Snyder cut, 
It's interesting you said that because when we watched it, you're like, I think I prefer the two-hour cut. Oh, did I? Yeah, at the time, yeah. See, that's the thing. And I, I was like, remember. you're crazy. I yeah. couldn't remember if I prefer which one I preferred. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to. I'm just going to leave it out. It was a film that I thought about when I did my list and ultimately mm. I was like, ah, oh, like the apocalyptic stuff really, um, even though I put on Cabin in the Woods, which is, has even less apocalyptic stuff than Zack Snyder's Justice League, I didn't want to put two superhero franchises in there and I think, um, and maybe you'll agree with me, I think those two Avengers films really capture the essence and the spirit of Apocalypse more yes. than any other Yes, I think so. Because I feel, like, I feel like the, I feel like, Justice League is kind of just like the world is being destroyed by this villain, whereas I feel like as in like how cities are being flattened mm. and, you know, people are getting hurt mm. and stuff like that, whereas I think um, the Avengers, the two Avengers films are more like, no, 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 like the stakes are we can we will disappear. Mm. Like the people that you love will disappear. And it's so so ballsy when we first watched infinity war and that ending where like it was like quiet and you just have people like turning to talk to their loved one mid conversation Mm. and they've just like disappeared well we i remember like we so we watched it and i was like he won the bad guy won yeah it was and it was like it's called avengers but it's really thanos's film as well But I remember, like, we watched it and, like, when the credits started to roll, we didn't say anything. The post credit scene happens where, like, the Captain Marvel symbol comes up. We didn't say anything. Yeah. And we'd driven in separate cars as well. And so we both drove home. And I remember it's the only time I can think of in recent years where I didn't put anything on. I was just like, all I could do was think about that movie the entire drive home. Yeah. And so it wasn't until, like, half an hour, 40 minutes later, I'm like, so we should talk about Infinity War, right? Yeah, like, yeah, we should yeah. talk about what just happened. Mm. Um. We should we should talk about Infinity War first, I guess. Like, first of all, to balance that many characters in both those films. Yeah. Um, well, let's just start with Infinity War. Like, Infinity War, you get, like, your core Avengers team, but mm. then you get um, Wakanda. You introduce Thanos and, like, his children and stuff. And I know people, like, have been pretty, like, critical. Like, the biggest criticism is, like, oh, you know, Thanos' children don't have much to do. I don't know, man. Like, that opening scene... Um, well, not the opening scene. The opening scene where Thanos fights Hulk is awesome. Yeah. But then, like, when they arrive on Earth and, you know, Iron Man's like, I'm sorry, Earth, it's closed yeah. today. And you've got Ebony Moore, like, sending all the things at Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's so – and then you've got, you know, Cull Obsidian fighting Iron Man and Spider-Man. Like, it's so – I haven't watched that movie in over a year. I like, I just remember every single thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's so good. You get all these kind of cool team-ups. You get the Guardians involved. Um, and I remember we saw the – actually, I don't know if you saw the film three times – but I saw it at least three times in cinemas. Yeah. I think we saw it on like opening night and then again on the Saturday. And then I saw it again the following Wednesday. So yeah. the Wednesday off. Mm. Um, but it's, it's so good. Yeah. Like, it's so good. And like Thor, like um, I think Thor has most people's favorite moment, which is when he lands on earth and he's got Stormbreaker and mm. he's got Groot Rocket with him and like the Avengers thing kicks in. Uh, my favorite moment from Infinity War is on Titan where the Guardians and Iron Man and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man are all fighting Thanos at once. Oh, and like, yes, yes, yes. Doctor Strange is doing like all the magic yeah. and like Spider-Man's like magic kick and he's like swooping <laughs> through the portals. Yeah. Um, and it has the most controversial moment of the film where everyone got really angry. Like, it's all Star-Lord's fault. If he hadn't just like got angry at Thanos, they would have got the glove. I'm like, yeah, but 
that's proof that Star Lord is not the, you know, he is very human. Like, because yeah. in those films, they kind of started building him up like as the son of a god and all this sort of thing. I'm like, no, like, this is evidence. Like, he is as human as it comes. And you yeah. tell me you're not going to make that same mistake. Like, mm. um, oh, I love Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm so, not even letting you talk about. It. I should let you talk about. It well, the problem, the other problem that I have is, is that the two movies meld together in my mind, mm. and so I really struggle to remember what events have happened in what movie. Mm. So, like when they're when they're with the collector and all that sort of stuff like that. That's that's, that's Infinity War, War yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um. And um. Oh, sorry. I just had to adjust for a second. Mm. Um. Yeah, no, it's just, like, beautifully paced, wonderfully paced. Um, I'd Like you said, like, every every character gets, like, a really good amount of screen time and all this kind of stuff like that, the way that it all just comes together. But I just couldn't believe that ending. I couldn't believe, like, um, it just all, like, disappeared. Well, I think the other thing is that, I don't believe in superhero fatigue. I don't believe in Marvel fatigue. Like, I don't think it's a real phenomenon. Like, everyone's like, oh, eventually everyone's going to get sick of these films. I'm like, every Marvel film has the same formula, but every one of those films are different. Like, yeah. you can't compare Doctor Strange and Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man. Like, they're three different types of types of films. Like, mm. But one thing that was very common in the Marvel films, and I remember this even affected you at a certain point, was that there, there were no real stakes in the film. Yeah. Like you knew the three-act structure. You knew, like, the origin story, how it was all going to go. You knew they were always going to win. And I remember saying to you before we saw Civil War, I'm like, oh, well, Civil War will be different. Like, there's going to be some stakes here. And then Civil War, like, the Avengers broke up, basically, mm. but that was about as rough as it got. And, like, Rhodey got paralysed. But, yeah. like, the, there wasn't much. I remember you came out and you are like, you know what, like, I'm probably not going to see too many more of these films. I'm probably just about done with the Marvel films. I remember you said that. I was like, oh, okay, mm. well, I'll keep watching them. I was like, but, you know, we've got Infinity War coming. I reckon that'll change things. And then, like, we came out in Infinity and everyone was like, oh, stakes, finally. Yeah. Like, mm. And everyone was shocked because everyone had got lulled into this false sense of security, like, mm. oh, you know, um, you know, the characters will be around forever and you lose everyone. Yeah. Like, you lose every kind of superhero except for the core Avengers and Rocket. And that was it. Like, that was it. It was important. Yeah. Like, you had the original five or the original six um, and, and And that's Rocket. the thing. As they disappear, you're like, what? Yeah. What? What do you mean Spider Man's gone? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean Nick Fury? What are they gonna do without Nick Fury? Yeah. Nick Fury. Um, and the whole like segment where it has like Thanos um with young little girl Gamora. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, Infinity that's... War, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. You find out and how like, he adopted so... her and stuff, like <sighs> that was so like heartbreaking as well for her and her family mm. and all this kind of stuff. And and then like how it just ends. With him just like, like doing what he said. He's like, I'm going to, I'm gonna, you know, snap my fingers. Half of half of the whole of existence will be gone, and then I get to sit and watch the sun watch, rise on a grateful universe. Yes, yes, and that's what, and that's just how it ends. And he just goes to this little cabin in rainforest or whatever, and it's like a he's just sitting and watching, and he's just like, <sighs> like mm. an old man who's just like taking his boots off. Like what the fuck? And, what uh, the fuck, man? I think that's also my favorite piece of music in the entire film. Like, obviously, like this really big bombastic like action sequence. But yeah, the, there's a track on the soundtrack. It's called Porch. It's like 40 seconds long, and it's just when Thanos is sitting there looking 
over like the farm as, yeah. as, as the film ends. And then like the credit, like it says like Avengers, you know, like the, um, like if Avengers Infinity Water and it like just crumbles away, dusts yeah. away. And you're like, what the hell did I just see? Um, which then brings us to Endgame, which is yeah. a three hour movie. So Infinity War is two and a half, Endgame yeah. is three hours. And that's. And Endgame in reality is just a time travel movie. Just a time travel yeah. movie. Um, and the three acts are, you know, like this. The, the, it, I know some people when it first came out, like like people tend to prefer Infinity War over Endgame. I think I like Endgame more than Infinity War. I think mm. Infinity War definitely is the ballsier of the films. Like it definitely yeah. has more ambition and it has like such a great ending. But you have three hours you have to bring everyone back, and like I don't think there's a boring moment in Endgame. It never slows down to a point where I'm like, well, I'm losing interest. Like you have your opening, which is Gamora and not Gamora, sorry, um, Nebula and Iron Man you know, running out of oxygen in the ship and they're playing, like, a little flick game or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then Captain Marvel saves them, brings them back to Earth, and then, like, the rest of the Avengers are like, right, we're getting Thanos, and they cut his head off, like, yeah. he's already destroyed the stones and stuff yeah. like that. And then it's, like, five years later. Like, that's, yeah. that's how the movie opens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe I was just like, what do you mean? What, yeah. what do you mean five years later? Like, no, 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 no. You have to, like... Bring them back now. Well, we have a joke, you and I, which we've had, I would say, for almost the, the entirety of our relationship, where, like, when something spontaneous happens in a movie or TV show, I always go, Finn. Like, yeah, that's, that's And, right. like, when that also says, kind of like, Slater, I'm like, Finn. Finn. <laughs> like, um, actually, you know what? I'm so sorry. The film does not open with Iron Man and Nebula. It opens with Hawkeye. It's the first time we've seen Hawkeye mm. since, like, Civil War because he wasn't yeah. in Infinity War at all. No, no, no. He was in Infinity War at the end. He was seeing his kids disappear. That's the opening of Endgame. Oh, that's, that's the end how, of the opening of Endgame. That's how Endgame right. opens. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah, he's they're not like, kidding. Oh, I'm just going to grab, like, a plate of corn or whatever. Yeah. And, like, you no, know, he's teaching his daughter how to use the bow and yeah, arrow and he turns right. away for a second and then you just see, like, dust, like, floating yeah. through the picnic ground. Jesus like, oh, Christ. my God. Um, Jesus and like he quit the Avengers so he could look after his family. Yes. It's like oh, so even and you know when the uh, there's no danger around, there's danger around. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest criticism people have of the film is how Scott Lang comes out of the quantum realm and that's just a rat accidentally activates oh, the portal. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. that doesn't bother me. Like that's actually one of my one of my favorite parts of that film. And there's a lot to love in Endgame. Is Scott Lang coming back and being like, and like, I'm not not my favorite in as much. I'm like, oh, how lovely for him! Like, he lost five years and his daughter is no longer a child, and like yeah. that, like, hit me before I was a parent. But mm. now I'm just like, oh my god, like five mm. years, like, because you, you, you like if you if you're not if you're not in that situation, if you're not a parent, five years doesn't mean that much to you. Like, yeah, five mm. years, like you know, like oh, you know, I'm still young, five years. But like five years of like your childhood, yeah. like it's such a you know crazy difference. Mm. Um, so I remember this bit like that was so. It really put into context and perspective how dramatic everything from that first film was, yeah. like you know, um, and, and what happened there. But you get so you get the, everyone reassembling. You get them go to Tony Stark's like cabin on the lake, or whatever. And like mm. we found a way, like to kind of. You know, if we can figure out time travel, we can save them. And Tony's like, all right, well, I've got a daughter now, so maybe not. And then yeah. the other thing is, like, he very quickly figures out time travel. He, like, yeah, pulls up yeah, the, yeah. He just goes, oh, I figured it out. Yeah. But what I like about it is, and this is a really lovely moment. This is why I like Endgame. It's filled with so many, like, beautiful, heartfelt moments. 
is after the Avengers visit him and he says, look, I'm not going to do it. He's like washing up or whatever the dishes. And he looks up and there's a photo of him and Peter Parker from work when, mm. from the events of homecoming. And like the whole reason he wants to do it is because Peter Parker was the son that he never had. And yeah. I'm like, ah, damn it. Like you're going to make me cry. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's, yeah. Um, we get talking Hulk. We have Hulk who's like now yep. smart and talking and mm-hmm. like, I know people didn't like that either because he's not a rage monster yeah, anymore. But Fat Thor, which people didn't like. I liked Did like, like, didn't like. Um, I think it was very divisive, but yeah. I liked Fat Thor. I thought that was uh, was. Quite I thought fun. it was very good that um, the like because it would absolutely be within within Thor's personality to like take the fact that he didn't kill Thanos when he had the chance. Mm. Um, so so hard and so personally and just be like, well, I just suck. Mm. And he and lost everyone. This, yeah, he lost everyone and turned into this absolute recluse and everything. Yeah. That would totally fits in with his personality. No, I, I, I agree. Mm. Um, so I really liked that. Um, and then we kind of get into the time travel of it all. Like, obviously, like we, we don't need to like, break down the entire film, mm. but the three places we go are – they go back to Guardians of the Galaxy, which to me is probably the weakest part of the movie mm. when they go back to, like, um, old Nebula and old Gamora. Like, I, I cared about that the least, I think. Yeah. Um, but you go back to the original Avengers film and, like, Hulk mm. has to go and get the st- stone from the ancient one. And the best, probably my favourite one is when they go back. Oh, sorry, they go back. Sorry, they go back to another place as well. Um, when they go back to Thor 2 and, like, Thor yeah. says his mum and he gets yeah, Mjolnir back. yeah. Um, that's really great. That's probably one of my favourite parts of the film. Mm. But then also have to go back to the 40s and get the Tesseract from the... Yeah, that's right. And, like, Tony sees his father Mm. and, like, Captain and Cap sees Peggy, like, just through a window and stuff. And you see, like, there's a great Easter egg where you see the giant Ant-Man helmet because, like, Hank Kim's been working on, Mm. like, the very first version of the Ant-Man suit. Um and then, and then, I and we obviously we lose um, Black Widow as well. That's again, but it's not a weak moment for me. But I just didn't feel like any emotional connection to the loss of Black Widow. I don't know where yeah. you felt in the movie when she died, but I was like, okay, I was like, okay, all right, we, we. I felt sad um, because it was like with Hawkeye as well. So like he's lost all mm. of these people, and now he's lost his best friend. Yeah, yeah. I just think like in the because the I think. The hardest thing about that film, or like the biggest challenge of that film, is there's there's three hours of content. There's so mm. much balancing, and like there's all these different little emotional beats. Like I probably felt more emotional, um, obviously with the death of Tony Stark, um, but also like I felt like the Frigga Thor reunion was probably more emotional for me as well. Yeah. I just I don't know I don't know why. Like I'm not saying it was poorly done. I just thought it didn't resonate with me the way the other um, kind of deaths and yeah. emotional beats kind of hit. Um, and then the last hour of that film is yeah. perfect. Yeah, no, right. Like just from the minute the portals open, like you yeah. got the first of all, you have Thor, Cap, and Iron Man fighting Thanos, which is the whole time that first time I'm watching, I'm like, oh my god, Thanos is going to kill one of them. Like it just because mm. he's so brutal, he's got that like yeah. helicopter blade sword. And you're like, oh my god, and everyone's getting hurt. You're like, oh no, they're all going to die. And then the portals open. Yeah, and then like. All the awesome. Everybody comes out. Everyone it just looks comes so back. good. It's so, so amazing. Mm. He's just the Avengers assembly. Yeah. 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 And, and Cap's got the hammer. Yeah. Uh, so he's got the hammer and the shield. Um, and then, like, yeah, obviously the death of Tony Stark and the funeral. And, like, my favourite, my absolute favourite moment in that film, and I know I've said that about four things so far, yeah. 
um, has to be when Happy Hogan is sitting on the bench with Tony's daughter. Yeah. Um, and I talked about this, I think, with Maddie's box was on my list when I talked about but like like Happy is the least superhero of all the characters in these films. Like he yeah. is the driver, he is like Tony Stark's best friend, but he just doesn't he hasn't doesn't have any powers, like he's just a nice guy. Yeah. And like he's sitting there and he's like, um he's like, You need anything? And she's like, Oh, it's the guy, you know, I'll have a cheeseburger. And it's like your dad used to like cheeseburgers. Like eat all the cheeseburgers you want. And like every time he gives that line, I burst into tears because it's like he can't do anything, and it's not yeah. his fault. He just has no powers. He can't yeah. bring her dad back. That's right. like, but what I can do is buy you a cheeseburger. So I'll just buy you all the cheeseburgers, and that's yeah. what. And like, it gets me every time because it's just such a genuine like. This is the best I can do. Like, please yeah. take it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so those that's your number two, <laughs> and I did most of the talking. Sorry. No, that's okay. It's all right. Again, like you know, I haven't seen, I haven't seen it for a very very long time. How many times have you seen Endgame? I think I've only seen Endgame like maybe twice. Have you seen it since theaters? Uh, we saw it twice I think in I saw. I think I. I think it was one of the movies that we watch at the end of year program. So I probably would have seen the start of it like three mm. times. Yeah. So not not in full since cinemas. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm. Um, so I know uh, Infinity War. You would have seen it at least three times. We watched the day we saw Endgame yeah. End the first time. Um. And they're long movies. Yeah. Um, well, this one I've definitely, this last one I've definitely seen multiple times. Um, and, I mean, it's all in the title. It's The World's End. Great movie. Yeah, brilliant movie. Really, really good movie. So I picked I picked this one, even though out of the Cornetto trilogy, like you got Shaun of the Dead as well. I think Shaun of the Dead is my least favourite one. I would agree. Yeah. I, yeah, um, like, I like that film, but I think, yeah, um, that's Edgar Wright kind of learning what kind of filmmaker he is. Yeah. Hot Fuzz is like. Hot Fuzz is my favourite one. Perfection. But like, it isn't an apocalypse film. No. It's an apocalypse for for that town, yeah. for Wells. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the town is in. Um, in Staff- the... Stratford. That's right. Stratford. Stra- I think you're at Stratford, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, obviously so World's End is like, you know, mm-hmm. the one. And it's just like. So funny. I love the whole – I love how, like, it, that they don't win. Like, the aliens just take over at the end. Well, actually, the whole no. Well, like, actually, they don't. No, but isn't the whole world, like, destroyed? It is. But what – so what happens is the aliens want to convert everyone um, to, like, mo- these mo- – like, you'd be happier. Like, we'll be symbiotic yeah. or whatever. And they're, like, sort off. And they're, yeah. like, all right, if you don't want to upgrade, then fine. And they leave, but there's a huge explosion that destroys a lot of everything. But the aliens leave. Oh, I didn't realize that the aliens left. Yeah, they're like, if you don't want this advanced technology that we're going to leave, like, never mind. Yeah. You can just fend for yourselves. And then, like, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but you've got, like, Simon Pegg as, like, a cowboy with all the robot clones. And you've got Martin Freeman with the soccer ball in his head, (laughs) which is my favorite With the eyes drawn on it. Maybe my favourite visual joke in any movie. Yeah. Like, it's just so silly. With the eyes it's so funny. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so obviously, like, World's End, um, I think you talked about, did you talk about it? Yeah, so your your top three were in my, on my list as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we've got um, Simon Pegg playing, like, a... Gary a, King. Gary King, a guy who's, who's trying to relive his golden years of, of his teenage 
life. He's trying to um, get the gang back together, his old teenage teenage gang back together so that they can do the, the golden mile drinking challenge and basically just have to get absolutely wasted going mm. from pub to pub to pub. So doing like this massive pub crawl. Um, and they never got to achieve it when they were teenagers, so he wants to, you know, achieve it now. And he's got a whole bunch of, like, uh, mental health issues going on and all that sort of stuff like that, which is playing, like, reasons and purposes behind certain things. And I would say maybe the most unlikable character Simon Pegg has ever played. Like, yeah. He, he genuinely plays quite likable. Like, even in Shaun of the Dead, he's kind mm-hmm. of, like... Even in Mission Impossible, he's a likable character. Well, no, I was going to say, in Shaun the Dead, he's not necessarily likable. He's kind of like a little bit directionless, a bit of a loser and stuff, but yeah. there's still a bit of charm to him. But in this, he's like... He's fucking annoying. And he's like an idiot. Like, yeah. It's, it's You kind of get... You give Nick Frost the chance to be the straight man. Yeah. Like, it's almost the reverse of Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Um, and I've said this every time it's come up. Like Nick Frost carries these films. Like, Simon Pegg is obviously brilliant, but... The, the genius of the casting of these films is in Nick Frost. Like, mm. he's so good. Mm. Um, and in this one, he gets to play some really, like, wonderful emotional beats and, like, it's a play, like, yeah. bitter and upset and, like, regretful. And, yeah, like, he gets to play all sorts of cool cool um, roles with his characters. So, yeah. Mm. And, um, yeah, so basically, like, as they're doing this pub crawl, they um, they go from, like, pub to pub and the, these strange occurrences start happening and, people seem to be a little bit more, like, um, suspicious suspicious behaviour, kind of just like stalking mm. behaviour, just watching behaviour. And then it turns out that they've all been turned into these um, these aliens. Mm. Um, and I just love, like, that fight scene in the toilet. Yeah. That first, that first fight scene with the aliens and stuff like that is so well done. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's a bit where it's like, smashes them against like the hand dryer yeah and like it pushes the button and all that sort of yeah. stuff like that it's so good and like breaking their arms off and like using their arms and all this kind of stuff like that and just this blue like goo blood that's been plastered everywhere i also quite like there's a fight scene not long after that and it's simon pig and rosamund pike against the twins yeah. Like it's like in the outdoor like patio area. That's mm. quite a good fight scene as mm, well. That's a good fight scene too. Uh, yeah, Rosamund Pike in this is brilliant. She's absolutely fantastic. She's great. You've got um, uh, obviously Martin Freeman who's really good. Paddy mm. Considine who is also one of the cops who hates Simon Pegg in Hot yeah. Fries. The one who's like, um, don't be a twat now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that one. And um, Eddie Marston who's the very meek kind of like, he was one who's oh, bullied yes. the most. Mm. Um He's a wonderful actor, mm. a wonderful actor. And he always, I was, remember I was listening to an interview with Edgar Wright and he, when he was talking to Eddie Marsan, he was like, well, you know, I've actually never not played a creep in a movie before. Like, they'll just kind of get typecast as creeps. Um, and he's like, oh, we've got to fix that. And then he put him in World's End as, like, the loveliest guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, the human badger. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what yeah, he's yeah. Like. That's right, exactly. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, no, it's absolutely brilliant. And just, like, I love how their solution is then to just keep drinking. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, we might as well keep doing it. Yeah, like, and then, right. All right. Just keep going from pub to pub and just, like, mm. pretending to not realise that these aliens are coming to attack and all this mm. kind of stuff like that. Um, and then you've got Bill Nye the voice of the... He's the voice of, like, the mothership. Yeah, or whatever. that's right, exactly. You've got um, Pierce Brosnan. 
as like oh, their, yeah. their old school teacher who yes, kind of like clues right. them in. Yeah. Um, and I think um, um, David, oh, what's his name? The guy who plays Filch. I think he's oh, in it yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. He's like the crazy guy who's like, it's all, it's all gone wrong uh, yeah. and no one wants to listen um, to him. Um, it's David something. I can't remember his I think name it starts yet. with F. Um, I'll look it up while you keep talking um, about this wonderful movie. But, yeah, so it's just hilarious and it's just really, really well done. And obviously, like, being an Edgar Wright movie, like, the visual comedy of it is just fantastic. The way that it that it's edited um, all together is absolutely brilliant. Um, and I yeah, think it's I David just, Bradley. I think that's oh, his name. Bradley, yep. Um, yeah, that sounds familiar, actually. No, it no. is David Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and and we also went to the World's End pub as well. We, went, we, we did, went to yeah. Scotland. We went to um, in Edinburgh. There's a World's End. It's pub. like a chain, I think. Yeah, I think few, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. There's a couple a, of them. I think you had a Scotch egg. I did have a Scotch egg, mm. and it was delicious. And mm. I had a cider there as well. Can't remember what I had, but I'm sure it was good. No, it was lovely. Um, so yeah, so I, I I like that because it's fun because it's up. Like that's the thing. If you look at if you look at my list, other than maybe Mad Max Fury Road, which is pretty, you know, intense, but still like not, it's not like none of the movies are like, oh, my God, the world's depressing. Like the apocalypse movies that I've chosen are specifically like more interesting or funny or like they've got they've got some sort of substance to them that doesn't make you like, Walk out of the movie going, well, the world is fucked, and I'm, mm. I'm. There's no. What's the point of living anymore? Yeah, like that's what I don't like about apocalypse movies. So that's why yeah, I specifically sure. chose like these ones. Um, I've got a few honorable mentions as well. Oh, that's it for World's End. That's what you want to say. Oh, uh, like, like we can talk. We can oh no, talk I, I, just, I just, it was just so abrupt. I sorry, went, sorry. No, that's okay. No, no, just the ending was abrupt. No, I agree. Um, I, I think it's a great film. I am. Um, it's. I think it's the only Edgar Wright film where you could easily warrant a sequel because, like, it does end on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, like, absolutely. You could do um, a sequel with that one. I mean, I would also take a Hot Fuzz sequel. Like, just make oh, ten, yeah. ten, ten more Hot Fuzz films. I'm sure you yeah. can do it. But I think, like, this is probably the one that has the most interesting premise to keep going because now you could really navigate the post-apocalypse. And, like, yeah, that's right. You've got Simon Pegg and his, like, his cowboys and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, no, it's great. I and Edgar Wright can do no wrong. He hasn't made a bad film, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So you have some honorable mentions. Yeah, I do have some honorable mentions. Um, the reason I didn't include them in my list is because I don't remember a lot of them, mm-hmm. but I do remember enjoying them. Mm-hmm. Um. So I've got this is the end. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, that that was on my end. top five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good one. Um, I just really liked like the the celebrities all at the start i loved all the like little bits and pieces in between they're like i think the humor is probably a little bit broad little bit broad for me sometimes um but i do remember really enjoying it but again it's only a movie that i've seen once yeah um i haven't seen it like i rewatched and it and i watched it like when it came out once. yeah we saw it in theaters yeah i actually think like looking back i think it's the most i've laughed at a movie in theaters ever Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I've definitely, definitely enjoyed a lot of comedies. I remember laughing so hard I almost threw up when we went somewhere in between us two because the, <laughs> the water slide and the poop <laughs> oh, yeah. was really funny. But this is the end, like, consistently, like, had me in tears. It was yeah. so funny. Um, <clears throat> and the genius of it is it's just, like, five guys improv in a room for two hours 
and then they're just doing some CG effects whenever they go outside. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I like this at the end as well. Yeah. Um, I also had Terminator Genesis. Oh, good one. Yeah. I, I liked Genesis a lot. I know people didn't like that one too much, but I actually really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. And I remember at the end of the movie, I felt really, like, melancholic. Well, I remember, like, I think we went and visited your dad, like, within a couple of days because yeah. the Terminator reminded you of your dad. And yeah, you're like, that's right. I don't want my dad to die. No, that's exactly Which is right. Which is fair. Like, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> but also there's that fight between the two Arnold Schwarzeneggers at the end. Oh, I don't remember that. So, so it's the young Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. the and then the the current day Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. So I think that was that was why I added it into my list because I thought like the way that they sort of did that was really interesting. Mm. That was the one with Amelia Clark as yes. Sarah Connor, which yeah. and people will have criticised her, but I liked her in the film. Yeah, I thought she was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they had like the arm blades, which are always fantastic. Yeah. I love the arm blades, and I love the. The the shooting and then the the silver yeah the silver of the morphed out face coming back together again mm. like I really really like that I mean it's classic Terminator isn't yeah. it hey, um, Terminator um, and then the last one I have isn't really Apocalypse because I don't know if it takes over the world or not I can't remember with the ending but I've already mentioned it and it's Thirty Days of Night. Yeah, that's not really an apocalypse. That's not really film. an apocalypse. No, it's kind so, of just like a horror movie. Yeah, so what happens is like um, there's a town in Alaska that. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, like um, the sun goes away for like 30 days a year, like 30 days straight or whatever. And then a bunch of vampires descend upon the town and start tearing people I apart. thought they were already living in the town. I thought they were already no, there in hibernation. They, they, came, they stumbled upon it and oh, they were like, okay. we're going to yeah. feed. Um, but I rewatched it in the last couple of years, and it's scary. Like, yeah. I remember when we watched it when we were younger, I wasn't so scared by it, but watching it, so I was like, this is really creepy. Like, it's really, it's violent and it's dark, and, mm. yeah, it's, it's pretty full on. Mm. And, like, it doesn't have a happy ending. Like, no, because, like, doesn't everybody in the town, like, die? No, but, look, I think, like, I think either Josh Hart, so Josh Hartner's going through a divorce, um, and either him or his wife, I think he gets bitten, and so at the end they sit and watch the sunrise. And like he just burns alive at the end of the film. Like that's yeah. the, where the movie ends. Like, mm. oh, our hero. I, I think I think he's the one that dies. I don't think his wife dies. Um, and it was Melissa George who played his wife. So. Oh wow! Yeah. There you go. Um, those are some good films. We have survived the apocalypse yet again. We have so. survived the apocalypse. Now, like most topics, we do have a rapid fire round. Oh, okay. So, the, well, this is probably going to be hard for me. I don't know. I don't think. I think you'd be okay because only four questions. Okay. Um, and um. As we learned from the 90s round, I'm getting worse at asking questions. Uh, Although these ones I think aren't too bad. Um, so the first question is, Tina, uh, which apocalypse or post-apocalyptic world would you most want to be stuck in if you had to choose? Hmm. If I had to choose which post-apocalyptic world would I want to be stuck in? I would probably say The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't know. Oh, so you want to be plugged in? Yeah. You're blue pilling it? It's blue. Yes. Yep. Yep. I would say the Matrix because then you wouldn't know that you're in the Matrix and you'd be in this nice little warm pod of goo. Mm. That goo looks pretty fun to be in. <laughs> and who cares if I'm being used as a battery? Doesn't yeah. matter. That is the one thing about the Matrix. I'm like, look, I understand freedom and the idea of, like, you know, no one should be a slave, but. 
ultimately, like, we're actually, we're not being harmed. You just, no, you're not being harmed. You're just, like, <laughs> in a, you're just, like, in a little warm pot of goo with asleep. Yeah. That's and, like, all? what, I've got to wake up bald and no eyebrows yeah, and my eyes right. are reasonable? Like, that sounds like, a, that seems like a pretty harsh reality to me. I'd like to, I'd like to stay in the Matrix and. Although, Zion, pretty sexy. But like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's if you can get to Zion. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and I think all of them died anyway in the war. Mm-hmm. Um, alrighty. If you so you're stuck in the apocalypse, which hero do you most want to be teamed up with in that apocalypse? You can choose any apocalyptic film. Who's uh, who's a survivor? You're like they're going to keep me safe. Um, I'd probably team up with the. I'd probably stick with the Avengers. Nice one. Yeah, I'd probably stick with the Avengers because purely. Purely, like, because they're all the good guys. They've all got a wide range of abilities. So you could be like, cool, I need someone who can do, like, um, fire, but also have strength, but also do this and also do that. Yeah. I and mean, also they, they, did, they the did lose. The sheer number. <laughs> sure. The sheer number of, yeah. like, how many of them there are. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, talking, I'm talking Endgame. Oh, Endgame I'm Avengers. talking Endgame okay. Avengers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No worries. No, I'm not going to talk Infinity War Avengers. <laughs> okay, Endgame Avengers. Um, okay, so what we see in all of these post-apocalyptic films is some pretty cool vehicles. So, which is your vehicle of choice to navigate the apocalypse? Oh well, it's obviously got to be the Mad Max Fury Road with the like massive truck with the um, guitars and speakers nice. on the back. Like, I mean, obviously. Excellent. But if I was to think of, if I was to think about it that's, for a second, that's that's going to keep you like under the radar. Yeah, exactly. Um, what would I go with? I would probably, oh, no, you know what I would do? I would get the Ant-Man suit. Interesting. That would be the best thing to do in a post-apocalyptic world. What about because the wasp? You could you just, fly? yeah, but you can just, or I suppose you could do the wasp one as well. Yeah. But you just got to go, like with your thumbs, mm. and then you're teeny, teeny, tiny. Zombies can't find you. Vampires won't be able to bite you. So if it's if it's post-apocalyptic because of that, you're fine. If it's post-apocalyptic because the world has been destroyed, like the world is so microscopic to you, like it doesn't matter. Mm. Um. So I'm gonna go with. You wouldn't go giant to stomp everyone. I suppose that's not a vehicle, is it? Because oh, I didn't say this, but now when I did, but now I thought about like the Iron Man suit is pretty good. Yeah. As well, especially that nanotech one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. You, like, can you see how adverse I am to exercise? I'm like, no, no, no. A suit that can fly. Please. <laughs> like, Ant Man's got to run. Like, yeah. the wasp can fly, but the Iron Man suit is very robust. Mm. Um, all right, cool. And then the last question on the apocalypse uh, rapid fire is: Who's playing the soundtrack to your apocalypse? Are you having like a very industrial sounding apocalypse? Is it, like, no, no, no. Sorry, I know I interrupted you, but what I definitely do not want is boom. Oh, I, I, would, I didn't mean type. I didn't mean that. I meant more like um, kind of industrial rock, kind of like are you going for a, a Rob sorry, a zombie Marilyn Manson style mm-hmm. Matrix soundtrack? You're going mm-hmm. for more heavy metal rock and roll, like guitars on on trucks soundtrack. Are you going more peaceful? Are you going very kind of natural and like ambient sounds? Mm. <coughs> I think, well, to, as in, like, if I was to make a movie. Like, what, 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 does your, movie. what does your apocalypse sound like? The one you're stuck in, what does it sound oh, like? Oh, well, then I would like it to, to be peaceful. Yeah. Why would I want it to be 
aggressive and scary. If I'm going around like hunting zombies or like fighting ones, I want like music going to keep yeah. Up my like... apocalypse is me hiding in a hole. Yeah. Um, deep in the forest, surrounded by sharp spikes. What if it's just um Homer doing the relaxing sound? <laughs> <laughs> <Arr>, <laughs> um, look, I, if it when it comes to the action scenes, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm doing like. Rage against the machine, killing mm. in the name of. Yeah, you know. Oh, but pig. most of my most of my day to day life in the apocalypse is going to be the mute, the forty second track from Thanos sitting Your on porch. his porch. <laughs> 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 it's gonna be <laughs> like I want my apocalypse to be peaceful. Thank you. I've got enough stress in my life. I want my apocalypse to finally be a moment of peace Excellent. and quiet. <laughs> Um, that's it. You have survived the rapid fire. It wasn't too difficult. No. I think the question's actually improved upon from the 90s one. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, do you want to plug your design stuff again? Yes. Um, so it's boom.diddy.boom on Instagram. And is, um, so is Diddy like P Diddy or is it D-I-double-T-Y? No, uh, P, like P Diddy. D-I-double-D-Y. Boom Diddy Boom. Boom Diddy Boom. Um, not boom tea boom. <laughs> I know. I, was, no, I, was, I know. Um, like an old ditty. Like an old ditty. Um, no, boom ditty boom um, on Instagram. Come and give me a follow if you like my designs. Yeah. And spend some money as well because if Tina makes money, then we can quit our jobs well, and buy a nice the spoon flower, It turns out that the Spoonflower page isn't actually live yet. Um, so all you can do right now is like the design. But soon it will be. Okay, no worries yeah. at all. Um Excellent. And if you like my stuff, um, if you're not following on Instagram already, I was a teenage film snob, underscores between every single word. Uh, you can follow along. You can like the posts. I've put up pictures of Blu-rays and little movie charts quite a bit. Um, you can listen to the show on Spotify, uh, Anchor FM, which isn't really a thing anymore, um, just, uh, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can get your podcast from. If you want to support the show, you can buy a T-shirt, you can buy stickers, you can buy hoodies at TeePublic. Just search I Was a Teenage Film Snob or click on the links in my link tree on Instagram. And that's going to just about do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's on next week. I imagine we're going to keep doing the apocalypse, but I'm trying to schedule a few things. Uh, and there may be a brief hiatus in the show. I've got to get some wisdom teeth removed. So I'm going to try and bank a few episodes before that happens. Because uh, the last It's going to be a bit hard to talk. Yeah, the last time I the last time I had them out, uh, Tina described as the most peaceful time in our relationship <laughs> because I could not talk. Um so I'll probably watch a bunch of movies in that time. But until then, as I say every single uh, episode, I, guys, I was a teenage film snob, but I'm trying to be better. We'll see you next week. <laughs>